Fancy, huh? Started from the bottom. Now I'm here. You did that. <laughs> so, yo, yo, yo! Welcome, everybody. Uh, four collectors, four collectors, and so we like to talk to collectors. And today, I'm talking to G's Mikey. So, what's up, G's? What's up? What's up? Not much over here. We're ready for the playoffs now, man. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, not everybody can say that, so let's let's keep it humble. <laughs> hey so um okay so obviously uh you're a set collector right yes i am i, I built pretty much uh a lot of the vintage sets uh, i cap it at 79 i try to go as old as i can you know but we all know how that's gonna work out but primarily you know 50s 60s and 70s for the most part all right so this is not you know um I don't come prepared. I don't have stuff written down. This isn't so much like an interview. It's more a conversation. You know what I mean? So don't feel like I, I'm the only one that should be asking questions. You could be asking me anything. You know, let's just uh, let's chat it out here. Nice. Sure. Um, I got the laptop open. So if anybody has any questions, I can read them as well. And I can just, you know, ask you them or we can answer them ourselves. So let's do it. Sweet. All right. So. You're a set collector, man. Um, do you remember the first time you saw me on YouTube? Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> In fact, you're you're probably what, what one of the very first channels that I saw, if not the first channel that I saw. Um, you did a video in this um this little hallway. They looked like there was like a laundry mat. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm not sure if you can remember that. Um, yeah. It was just bizarre. It was very weird because um, I, I just typed in on YouTube, you know, um, baseball collections. All right. I was just curious because I was that's when I was uh, getting more into YouTube as far as just looking videos up and, uh, you know, just for searching for things. And then one of your videos popped up. <clears throat> Turns out that you lived in Baldwin Park, which is the next city over. And I was like, oh, wow, there, there's people out there that collect. And then I came across a video um, like exactly like I said you and your laundry mat you know looked at some baseball cards and i was like wow what a what a shitty place to keep your baseball card <laughs> so then i just i just started binge watching your videos and then i noticed um other videos started popping up um baseball my collector one of his videos came up i saw that video or that glass display that he has um it was very very new um i saw that video of his uh tops 85 401 i saw his video nate um and then I noticed that you three people kind of knew each other. So then I figured, oh, there's probably a community out there. And that's kind of how um, I got into making videos, you know, just from watching you and those two other guys. And uh, yeah, it's a long time ago, man. <laughs> long time ago. Yeah, man. Uh, I remember how when I first started, it was like, it wasn't crazy amount of people in the community yet so it was like almost it was practically possible back then to watch everybody's videos you know what i mean like i go through the day and it's like oh man waiting for a new one to pop up you know because the community was kind of small but yeah man I, so back then yeah I, I remember i would have time to look at other types of videos you know um 
other types of like baseball addiction videos, baseball rap videos. Uh, you know, there was all kinds of baseball card video, you know, rap videos. I don't know if you ever seen that one, but um, he's like a Dodger fan. Uh, but you know, of everything, um, I remember being intrigued by there was this um one guy. Uh, this was like just one of the first things that I used to that caught me. I remember I was like, What? I go, uh, but it was a guy who would burn old sets, he had a garage like full of old, old, you know, 80 sets, and he would burn them in a barrel you know what i mean like wow. and at first i was mad but then like i remember he's like he burned the 88 score you know how the 88 score has all those colors the yeah, smoke yeah. The, the fire would be all you know and then i started getting intrigued <laughs> like oh he like he'll be like oh look at this 92 uh tops you know you know he'll burn that like you start getting intrigued with all the different colors uh but it was yeah and um i don't know i I never heard of that guy again, but I remember I used to see him for like a year at all. It was pretty, it was, it was pretty cool, man. But uh, there was so much type of different content back then, you know? Yeah. I, I didn't come, I, I didn't come across a whole lot of it. You know, it was pretty much you three people that I would, I would watch. I type in collections and just, just to see how people would store them. That's like, that, yeah. that's how I came across your channel. Just wanting to see how people were, you know, displaying their cards. If they were doing that in a video, because it, it was giving me a lot of ideas at the time, because that's when I, I decided to start set building and extend my years. I just didn't know how to, you know, display my cards. And uh, yeah, I, I I didn't come across too many channels, but you 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 guys were, you know, yeah, good handful. Especially the the vintage niche back then was real small. Cause I'm uh, that's how I saw your channel. You just typing up vintage baseball cards, and boom, you know, uh, you popped up, and I was like, oh, so yeah. <laughs> I don't, um there's just too many people now there's so many contests you hear of so many people you don't have to look anybody up anymore you know it's just right. it's gonna fall into your algorithm eventually that's a good thing though you know it it shows me that the car community is it's, it's strong because um for the longest time i didn't know anybody who collected baseball cards not even my friends i have a lot of friends who like baseball but nobody collected baseball cards it wasn't until like i, I came on youtube and then you know i've been on here for like six years or something like that now and you know it's there's people who I talk to all the time, like you. You know, I, I see you every now and then. And uh, it's just really fun knowing that there's people out there that you can hang out with and, you know, enjoy baseball cards because I haven't had that since I was a little child, you know, when everybody in the block used to collect cards. So I'm, I'm kind of glad that all that came back because I'm sure having fun doing it, man. <laughs> sure having fun doing yeah, it. Yeah, man. It, it, it was, it's crazy because uh, sometimes when people ask that question, did you ever stop collecting? And it's like, well, once I got like past high school um, and I moved out of state, I just didn't know anybody else that collected cards. I didn't know anybody no. else. So I didn't necessarily stop wherever I would see them, whether it be at a thrift store or a flea market over there, you know, I'll pick them up. But it was so far and in between. They could be months apart. You know what I mean? So yeah. it felt like I wasn't collecting, but I mean, I never stopped. It's just that the baseball environment, baseball card environment, just like went away like all through yeah. high school i knew people that collected went to shows and everything then there was a stage where like nobody around me collected cards you know and then once i you know um yeah the first time i went to frankincense is when i really like got back into it but that was a long time ago already too like yeah i, 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 I didn't know about like, that's just crazy <laughs> i had no idea about that place but yeah, yeah. Just, just like high school you know um I didn't have any friends that collected. Everybody was all grown up. They wanted to be a cholo, whatever. 
And yeah, you know, I had nobody. I stopped collecting. It wasn't until I found my baseball card collection where I, it just brought that interest back. And I was like, you know, I'll just buy a card here, a card there. Again, this was back in 2008. Um, this was like six years after high school. So I kind of got back into it myself, you know, though, just one card at a time. And now look at me. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, let's let's get into that. Um, so you're a set collector. What what would you um, what do you like to call yourself, Ben? What do you think most people identify you as? Can can you repeat that? I didn't hear you on that one. Like what? Like if you had to describe yourself as a collector, like what would you title yourself? What would you call yourself? You know, what kind of collector are you? And also. What do you think other people kind of from the third point of view see you as? Like, what do they imagine you as? What would they label you? I think I consider myself a set builder as a collector only because to me, that's my primary collection. You know, I, I collect pretty much everything, you know, old to new autographs, you know, little relics, uh, cards this big, this big, you know, but my primary focus is set building because that's one thing that I enjoy doing. So I do consider myself a set builder more than anything else. And uh, I, for my videos, uh, what do other people think that I, I would say set building because that's primarily the videos that I make just showcasing cars, adding cars to my numbers and binders. Um, I'm very uh, diversified with my collection. Obviously uh, I like going out looking for deals and stuff like that. But for the most part, those deals that I'm looking for are cards to add in my, set building so i i would say they would they will classify me as a set builder as well because at the end of the day that's what it comes down to because these cards are pretty much going to my binders so yeah what do you think yeah i mean like, what, 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 would, what, what would you classify me as as a vintage um set builder i would say vintage okay. set builder you know what oh, i mean yeah, I, I forgot that part because I, I yeah you're right because I, I don't set build modern stuff you're right i I forgot the word vintage. To me, it's just collecting. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's just normal because that's, this is a, what I've been doing for you know ten plus years now. So yeah, that's 15, like I think, a, coming across. Like that's something um, that Double D asks every once in a while. Like, what's a, a term that you started using because of YouTube? And I think vintage. Like, I don't know. I don't remember ever using that before. The word vintage for I would just be old cards. But I don't know, man. Me personally, is like I don't think I ever really got into the word vintage to YouTube, like calling up, you know, especially cause I think what it was is like even 10, 20 years ago, people would try to refer to the eighties as vintage cars. Like that's not vintage. They'll be like, oh, it's 25 years old. Once it's 25, <laughs> that's vintage officially 20 years old. You know, like, and I was like, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> One of the words I got into from YouTube is raw. <laughs> yeah. That didn't exist before, <laughs> raw cards. You know, yeah, a, it's just worth saying that now. Yeah, to like, me, it was just like baseball cards. Like PC, like PC, like I never heard like you had a shortener to PC, but I've always heard the term um, personal collection. But that was back then, back then with me, it seems like I only heard it from dealers. You know what I mean? Like you ask a dealer, hey, do you have this card? He's like, oh, yeah, but that's my personal collection. You know, like they had separate that inventory and they had a personal collection but so right. that's you know but i never heard the term pc and now it's like the its definition has broadened you know what i mean where like there's a lot of people <laughs> who consider themselves something pc but like oh 
oh yeah, I'll sell it. Well, it's not PC then. You know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> they take the word PC lightly, I guess is what I'm saying. It ain't PC if we're going to sell it, man. <laughs> right? That's so, totally the opposite. Now, what are you set building right now? Right now? Like, what I've been working on the last two days, like working, working on, is actually the, the, the 2023 Big League. I just put them in order, separated my doubles, and I got my spreadsheet right here. Like, literally been what I've been doing the last two days. You know, um, but when it comes to my my here my board here, I need um something like I don't know ten cards for seventy seven and like twenty cards for seventy four, and then I want to start from seventy three um seventy through seventy three next. You know, it's unless probably I, going down the line. Yeah, basically, it's unless I unless um. I get a good starter set, you know what I mean? Like if I just come across a good starter set, uh, say 1960, I'll think I'll, I'll yeah. work on that. You know what I mean? But as of now, yeah. you know, unless that luck, you know, cause stuff like that just sometimes comes unexpected, you know, I, you know, that's yeah. how I started with my 58 set and my 69 was just kind of dumb luck where I stumbled into that, you know? That's the and best part of the it. hobby, man. When when it's spontaneous, you know that. Yeah, that's crazy. You, you don't expect a collection or you know a horde of cards, and all of a sudden you end up with a lot of cards. You're like, oh wow, I can definitely set built this because I'm like over fifty percent. You know, that's the best part. Now, let me ask you a question because you do a lot of modern stuff. Um, are you finding difficulties to find those blaster boxes like before? Like I remember your um, set building, you know, 2018, 19, yeah. and all of a sudden you couldn't find any baseball cards anymore, yeah. you know, at retail stores. But now since that's kind of, you know, gone in the past, you know, are you doing that again from opening yeah. packs? Yeah, I, I never stopped, but it was pretty damn near impossible to um, complete the 21 and 22 set uh, for all those reasons where you couldn't find it. You know what I mean? And then when you did find it, people were selling it for two or three times the amount. You know, and I wasn't doing that. Yeah. Uh, but the thing was, before you, I could complete it, no problem. There is like every single time I went to Walmart and Target, there was, how many do I want? You know, okay, I'll take three. There was always, it was always plentiful back then. But 21, 22, that wasn't the case anymore, man. So, Whenever I would find them, like one spot that I would find them to was when we go on vacation to Jalama Beach, which is like in the boonies. They have a Walmart out there in the boonies. And every time I went to that one on my vacation, it was packed. <laughs> it was cool. You know what I mean? Like there wasn't any collectors in that, you know, in that, that city. Crazy location is everything, man. Because over here where we live, no matter what store you're going to, man, you're not going to find nothing. Even today. <laughs> or at least I feel like that. Yeah. Like, every time I... Every time I go to Walmart or Target, you know, I just kind of take a stroll in the aisles just to see if there's anything. I've never found anything, man. I stopped. I just stopped doing that. So baseball, baseball, the baseball is hard to find. Like you'll find baseball here and there, but most of the times there's a lot. Most of the time there is no baseball. It's like the first to go, but there's always still football. There's always still basketball. There's always still the soccer, you know, but the baseball ones, they're gone. The stuff that nobody wants. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody. I know everybody collects all sports. <laughs> but yeah, so like, so, so let, let me ask you another question. 
Uh, yeah. So that 23 that you're building right now, are you finding the product on uh, Target Walmart right now? Is that what you're doing? Yeah. Like you're doing it by yeah. pack? Is yeah, that that's the, what I'm doing. Is, is that product like very affordable? Like, do you see a price change between uh, anything yeah, else? You'll, you'll find it between like 26 and 30 bucks now. Oh, when before wow, it was always 19.99. You know what I mean? But there's right. other products, but there's other products that like took off more than that. You know what I mean? Like some of the Chrome stuff, like, and oh, all these, there's so many of the new, you know, Sapphire stuff like that. It was like that, that crazy, that stuff is crazy. Outrageous now. Yeah. And really like the crazy. gold label, I used to try to put the gold label together. And to me, that was an expensive box. Cause it was, you know, you could find them at the car shops for like 80. Uh, but there's a couple of dudes at Frankenstein's that was selling for like 60, 70 bucks. You know what I mean? So I would get those there. And that would that would hurt my pocket every time I try to buy those. But it, the set was right. small; it was only like a hundred, you know, for the set. So I always try to do it. But man, it, it more than like doubled and tripled, you know, like right. this year. I'm like, okay, I'm not even gonna try for that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I tried doing some of the modern sets, and you know, space is everything. You know, do you have that same problem? Because I obviously I, I can't, you know, work on a whole lot of sets for that reason because I don't have enough space in my room. So I just try to keep it very, um, very short and, you know, basic on my collection for the most part vintage. Cause that's what I am. And, yeah. um, the modern stuff, like, do you have that problem with, 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 with your collection? Like, are you running out of space? And if you are running out of space, what's your angle? Like, how are you going to start finishing off some of these sets with no space? Cause you're okay, obviously so you're a binder guy too. Yeah. Yeah. So that COVID changed everything. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? COVID changed the way I collect, dude, because of the prices <laughs> and stuff. All right. You know, just like pre-COVID, I was getting the binders for like seven, seven oh. bucks, ten bucks regular, the pages right. for like eleven bucks. You know what I mean? So I would round it off to 20, but it was really like 16, 17 bucks, you know, for the the pockets and the and the binder. Now, oh forget it, dude. The pages alone are like 17, 20 bucks now, you know, the, yeah. the binders are all like 15 bucks. Like, you know, when you buy them individually, but what I'm, um, what I'm trying to do is I'm collecting for a modern and then working down. So next, so the thing with COVID that changed that is before I would collect, I would try to complete the tops base set, the tops heritage, the tops oh. archives, the tops <laughs> Chrome. You know, I, I, you know, I have all those, like all that stuff here, the tops Chrome, I, I would add those, you know what I mean? Now I don't, I can't, I have to focus the same amount of money that two years ago I could buy, I could complete the top set base. I could, then I could buy some Chrome. Then I could buy some heritage. I got, you know, um, now that same amount of money runs out on just the base, trying to complete <laughs> the base set. You know what I mean? Right. Especially now, the thing too is the difference between collecting right now with the modern and the things from the past. In the past, you just had base cards. You know what I mean? You just oh, had yeah. base cards. So like every card kind of counted. You know what I mean? And But now there's so many inserts. There's so many different inserts and all these that I, don't, I really don't care to complete. But each insert is actually like taking away from me being a step closer and getting a normal base card because I just care about the base. I don't. I don't try to complete the inserts. I don't do that anymore because it's just too expensive. 
you know, yeah, I, mean, I, I bought individually, but I try to just do it by packs, dude. I'm I'm stupid that way. <laughs> and no, not, not even, man. Only because it's it's fun doing it by packs. I know this because I, I've done them before, and it, it's it's just fun. The only problem is it's it's just very time consuming, very expensive. Um, there's times where I'll just like, you know what? It's better off just to buy the set already completed because there's people out there who yeah. are out there looking and chasing for those autographs and key rookie cards that them themselves they put to, they they put a set together without even knowing it. And then they don't even want it, so they sell it for dirt cheap, you know. So yeah. sometimes it's probably easier or better just to buy a set already completed if you want to go that route. But yeah. um, again, it, doesn't, it, it does not compare against you know opening packs and completing the set that way because that's far more um, adventurous and exciting and you know all of above. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, financially it doesn't make sense unless. Right. Somehow you pull some one-on-one super fracture that there's only 10 of, you know, only 10 of that. You heard about how that's going on right now? There's some, no super, fracture, there's some super fractures one-on-ones where there's supposed to be only one of it made ever. And they're popping up multiples. There'll be like three or five one-on-ones, oh, exact wow. same card spread out. <laughs> Why didn't that surprise me, you know? Um, before I got onto YouTube, I was strictly just a vintage collector. It wasn't until I got back or, or until I got into YouTube where I was exposed with all this new product, right? So I started collecting, you know, a blaster box here, a blaster box there. Keep in mind, this is 2018, which is the, the greatest probably rookie class in, in a while. You know, it's, it's been a while since you had a bunch of cool rookie cards in one year from Tops. Yeah. Um, but I didn't realize how many different products out there there was. Wow, it's it's, it's really mind-blowing. So after doing that for a couple of years, you know, I'm still buying some modern stuff, but uh, nowhere near trying to set-build anything, obviously. And um, just enjoying the, the, the moment. But I, I took a step back, man. <laughs> That's just too many things out there. Way too many yeah. things. See, so, okay, so if you had to describe your binder collection well how would you describe it as mostly vintage sets like what years to what year do you have as far as i would like to start from 52 because anything older than 52 it's kind of like um i know i'm not going to complete it it's going to be very difficult because obviously there's some big name cards like the play balls you know you got the joe dimaggio yeah. written card you got the gaudis with the babe ruse and you know the lou garrick's and obviously the tobacco stuff so more though more along the lines those are more like nostalgia stuff try to find as many as i could and you know try to make it look like it's a complete set but i know i'm not i'm never gonna finish that ever it, it, it'll never be completed but i i would like to say that i'm starting from like 52 tops to uh, 1979 okay um nothing older than that because i obviously don't have the space i tried that before a couple years ago where i i went up to like 92 and uh, again i was gonna do the same thing you did you know opening packs and putting you know sets together until i started realizing that i was running out of space and once i do that then you know i don't want my house looking like a hoarder you know what i mean <laughs> so i i just capped it right there at 79 i, I went back to to that format and anything after after 79 meaning 80 to to the present now it's just key cards that i'm collecting you know for the most part like rookie cards and any cool stuff that i pull out of packs and i just put that in a binder and that, that's pretty much what i'm doing but for the most part my, my set collecting is from 52 to uh 79 for the most part yeah see i got basically i think i got back into the 
Like, I'm not going to say I was a set binder guy my whole life. I mean, I, I would say it's almost kind of recent. It was like my first year on YouTube and somebody was doing a, a contest to show your room, you know, and most of my sets were in boxes. And then I had a couple of binders, you know, I, I have a few binders, obviously, but um, most of my sets were on my, that this is like my stuff from when I was a kid still, you know, all my 80s stuff. It was still in boxes. And and when I made my video, man, my, my card room was sad. You know, once I started watching all the other people's video, video responses, you know what I mean? Well, I was like, man. Was this a time of the laundry Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to put all these, um, I'm going to put all these sets in binders. And so I, just to make it look a little bit neater in the background, you know? And so I started doing that. And from there, it just took off, like, because um, I have, I had all the 80s tops completed. I had all the 80s Fleer completed. I had all the 80s Donruss completed. So I had like 50 boxes of completed sets. So it was easy to start like an impressive boom right off the bat binders because 50 binders looks like a shitload. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot more than 50 boxes. Um, <laughs> but eventually when i came here and then i added this i added the other the other um shelf i had a whole row of football binders i have a whole row of football complete set binders i had a row of like basketball miscellaneous uh binders full uh took both to i had to take both of those out the basketball football miscellaneous all those binders out because the baseball binders just outgrew it you know what i mean and how to push right. them out because <laughs> when you're a collector, your 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 uh, inventory, if you want to call that as a business bag, what you know what you have never gets smaller. It just gets bigger. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so basically, I have to push stuff out of my room, and every year I, I get, buy a big ass tote. You know what I mean? And I fill it up with stuff I got to make room for next year's stuff. <laughs> I know. I seen your house, man. I seen those toes. <laughs> it's just more and more and more. And <laughs> I know, man. I I think you classify it as a hoarder word, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I I do, man. I have a problem throwing stuff away. <laughs> I know. You don't. You don't throw anything away. Well, you know. You know. It's funny that you say that. Um, I come across a a, a similar story to that, right? Um, how I got into uh, binders was um practically doubles okay so what i was doing was when i got back into collecting i was buying you know single cards you know sandy colfax i was collecting just dodgers man sandy colfax duke snyder you know peewee and then i started collecting yankees you know dodger yankees because um these are cards that i wish i had as a kid so then you know, i started buying the manos the yogis you know the whitey fords until i i i, I created a, a a theme binder a yankee binder and a Dodger binder. And I filled it up, man. It was like a two-inch binder. Filled it up with a bunch of like 50s and 60s Yankees, 50s and 60s Dodgers. And then I noticed when I started buying cards was um, the same cards that I was buying in singles. For the same price, I can get other cards with it, meaning I was looking for a small yeah. collection for lots, right? So then what I would do is I would have, um, I would buy these Duke Snyders and Kofaxes and, you know, Maris and all these guys. And I would buy them in lots of collections. So I would have a whole bunch of vintage stuff. And what I started doing was separating all that stuff, the El Benchos, that's what I like to call it. Separating those cards and putting them in putting them in a separate binder. But what I was doing is I was putting them by year. 
okay all the 60s on one one binder the 61s the 62s like i was like separate them by years and then i started noticing that um i was almost like complete in, in a lot of those sets because i had so many of them you know and then i went out of target this one time and i, I bought a whole bunch of like one inch binders so i threw all the 60s in the 60s all the 61s in the 60s and i kind of just put them in the shelf and then it was then that made me realize maybe i should start set building these because i'm almost done i'm almost completed you know they're almost complete and i just kind of came across you know baseball binders and um i don't want the binders that i grew up with i wanted something different so i it, it took a very long time to look for binders right and um i wanted them all themed not, nothing like like um no offense like what you have <laughs> yeah <laughs> i wanted them all themed and uh i came across these white ones you know the white ones that i use today and uh yeah it's just that's how it started well, man. I, I, I remember going to your house and you had like a a box that just came in full of them a whole case of nothing but binders all white they were cheap they were cheap before man a, a box of 12 binders were like 80 dollars compared yeah. to uh, what 15 15 dollars you said well so it was cheap man it was cheap back I, then dude my my <clears throat> my stuff was a lot worse you know what i mean because <clears throat> i would buy starter sets <clears throat> you know i would buy a lot of starter sets to and then complete them and um whatever binder they came in or whatever binder i find at a yard sale you know just at a thrift store i would buy and like i didn't care like at first i didn't care about um the look of it like the inconsistencies but now if you notice i'm trying to do 10 binders at a time so i have all my 70s in black all the 80s in blue you know all the 90s in brown so on the 2000s in blue the the newer ones in white you know what i mean so it is a little bit <laughs> more you know <laughs> that's what i'm going for but like i said i started on that track like quite a while ago i started doing that but yeah but the last year or so the prices have like they went crazy on the binders and the pages yeah well I, i'm not gonna lie it, it makes your your collection look interesting so um that's all you man you know i, I like mine to look all the same to, just because i'm that guy you know no matter what i do but your collection yeah. makes it look fun and you know and people like me who are you know very strict on what they do you know like I can sit here and look at your collection all day, man, because it, it it's fun. It's very colorful. You know, mine aren't so much like that, but you know, it's it's very fun. Um, we do have a couple of questions on the chat room. I, I kind of want to get uh, go through if you don't mind. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> okay, so let me read a couple of them. Uh, Mookie, he's asking, do either of you guys ever get to Burbank Sports Cards? They need to come visit your rooms. See how it's done. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay i guess that wasn't really a question it's more more of a statement but yeah uh, we have been we've been there together <laughs> yeah yeah that uh I, that's i've only been there twice man i went the first time with you guys and i went there like a month later that was the only time i've ever been i've been wanting yeah, to go back but i've been really busy with work all right legends of dugout he's uh what is the toughest roadblock you both had to face collecting the toughest roadblock huh for me it was um, COVID. I was, <laughs> The toughest role oh, for you, COVID. I would say um, probably like the short prints and vintage because man, those things are crazy. Or the Mickey Mantles. 
um again like when you're set building vintage um i always tell people buy that mickey mantle so you don't have to buy it anymore because as you keep waiting that mickey mantle keeps going yeah. higher and higher and pricing <laughs> so if you want to set, set build something something vintage buy that man already and just be done with it <laughs> yeah man you yeah i definitely always recommend buying the stars first yeah uh, let me see if we got any other questions. Uh, well, like, I'll tell you the story of how I started putting um, the baseball cards themselves in the on the spine. Because most people back in the day, and that's the way um, I was doing it, I would actually put the pack wrapper in there. You know what I mean? The, so, quick example, just like if the binder was full of these black hole cards, I would I would put the actual wax pack right there on the spine that's what i that's used to really do that's a really good idea you I'll, know I'll i used to do that. that well i used to do that but once i got my i ran into my 58 set and my 69 set i couldn't find a wrapper you know what i mean so <laughs> yeah. i just said oh i'll just put the actual card there instead and from there it took off you know what i mean at first i thought people were gonna kill me like what are you doing but i hey it seems like people like it you know what i mean it's like i have a 58 mano on the spine you know nobody's like telling me oh you're ruining the card that was always <laughs> what i was afraid of you know well I'll, I'll tell you this um i got that idea from you too man um uh, putting cards on the binders on on the uh on the binder necks um i did not consider that at all at all man and uh seeing you do it i was like wow that looks really cool but what i wanted to do is um because i don't want to damage the card so i I, would, I just went out and bought one already lower grade so if it gets any worse it's okay because it's already low yeah. grade but then yeah, i noticed yeah. like i don't i don't move my binders around so I, you know <laughs> how, so, how can they get yeah. lower grade if i don't move them around <laughs> yeah so i mean there's a lot of cards every card that's on my spine is a double yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I want it in my spine, I'll buy it in a low grade. If I see it, like any of these cards could be replaceable. Like if I just find like a, a card, like in really bad shape of a bigger star, you know what I mean? I, I might replace them, just move them around every once in a while. But every card on my spine is a double. So that 58 mantle, that's a double. There's one in yeah. better condition on the inside. The Eddie Murray rookie, you know, there, that's a double. There's a better condition one. I keep the better yeah. ones on the inside and I'll buy a, I don't know what you want to call it, a beat up one, you know what I mean? Yeah. On the outside. <laughs> That's why I always tell people, you know, I buy lower grade for a reason. You know, I, I bounce right. We, we can play arts and crafts with them. You know, um, there's a lot of people who just don't understand. You can, you can get some cheap, uh, some cheap vintage baseball cards, low grade for, oh, yeah. you know, very cheap. Way cheaper. And very cheap. Keep picking them up, man. Keep picking them up. You, you, you can do something with it. Trust me. If you like the binder next, you could throw them in the binder next. You know, that's that's one way to do it. But um, I always suggest people picking up lower grade stuff, and you can find them really cheap. Really nice cards, really cheap. All right. Give me two seconds real quick. Sure. Let's see if we have any other questions. Uh, know of any West Coast exclusive sets people on the East Coast might not know of? Um, Brandon Ryan, I don't think so. Um, or at least I don't know because I'm, I'm mainly more of a vintage collector. But maybe Pepino might 
Maybe uh, Pepino might know. Hey, Brandon's asking, do you know any West Coast exclusive sets people on the East Coast might not know of? Any sets from the West Coast that you don't, they may not have in the East Coast? Nah, as far as like in the hobby and stuff? Nah, right. right, nah, no. I, I, I don't know anything. No. But I'm not too familiar with the even, modern stuff, so. <clears throat> That's one of the things like when I was it, when I'll say one thing before YouTube, like way, I'm talking in the, in the 2000s, uh, there was a difference, you know what I mean, in prices that you would notice right away, like when social media first started coming out. So say you uh, a Kurt Schilling card, nobody in LA cares about it, but in Boston, they would pay more for it. You know what I mean? Oh. And, and and work vice versa. They might have a Kershaw card that to them they don't like. And to us, wow, I want that card. And it's, yeah. it's like trading a player that you think he has that shitty and him trading you a player that he thinks he has shitty. You know, like, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, the, it, it just, it just you know, very different back then. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> like at Frankenstein's, like the Bonds cards, the star players from other places didn't sell as good as the home team like la has a very home and but it was the way everywhere before so you know what i yeah. mean like in boston they didn't like yankee cards they didn't like um dodger cards but now everything's with with ebay everything is the same across the board now you know what i mean yeah i, I did notice that when i would buy some uh, modern rookie cards the dodgers they were like kind of overpriced but every time I would go to Target Walmart to pull a, a blaster box, I'm pulling out Yankee cards all day. Yeah. <laughs> it's really crazy. But yeah. um, there's a question. Jay Ramirez is asking, is Frankenstein's worth going to for vintage? I'll let you answer that because you go there far more than I do. I think so. If it's your first time, for sure. You know what I mean? Um, it's the same tables there, the same people. So that's not like if the inventory moves, like flips around like crazy. But if it's your first time, yeah, you're you're gonna love all the stuff you see. But yeah, if you keep going, you're gonna see the same stuff there a lot. You know what I mean? Because they're just there all the time, and they're only open a couple of days. But I I love Frankenstein. Um, it's not what it used to be. Definitely, like when I was going like 20 years ago at the old warehouse, they had three giant rows. You know, all car dealers. Like you walk three rows. Now it's basically only one. You know what I mean? And it's a way shorter row. So it's definitely not what it used to be, but I still love it, dude. I mean, just because I love cards. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's cards there. There's definitely some great vintage cards. You know, Miriam, uh, the gentleman behind her. Miriam? Uh, yeah, the there's, a lot, there's a lot of good vintage there. Yeah, I, I haven't been there since uh, COVID happened. So I don't. I haven't been to the new one. I don't know what it looks like. Um, at this point, every time I drive by there, it, it's always action-packed and... I don't think I want to spend the time just looking for the parking. You know what I mean? So yeah. I haven't been there. I haven't been to the new one. It, it, it's pretty cool because at least it's air conditioned now. Oh, is it? Yeah. Finally? Yeah. Yeah. I do want to go at least once, you know, just for that experience. Uh, so maybe I'll do that, you know, early next year or something or later this year. There was, there was this guy at Frankenstein's who the week before COVID hit, like before the shutdown started, I went there and I was talking to him and he just bought a collection for something like $24,000. All right. Oh, wow. 
yeah, he had just bought a collection for $24,000 and he was like telling me like, like he just needed a van. He was like telling me about how like his wife was like, are you stupid? And this and that, and, you know, like he was going through some drama. Like he's like, man, I better make my money back. And then uh, the next week, <laughs> I, I remember I bought a lot of cars for him. I bought a lot of modern stuff. He had like Pat Patrick Mahomes autographs and patches you know, like at the time, the Ball Brothers, like he had all the, it was a, it was a bunch of great cards. You know what I mean? But 24,000 is a lot of money where he was like, tell me, he's like, I got to make this much back fast, like this much. You know what I mean? And then, um, so I bought a bunch, I had like 120 to spend and I got some really good cards for 120 bucks. And I couldn't wait like for the next week, I was going to borrow money, whatever. Cause I, he had some great deal because he wanted to get rid of those cards. Dude, it was a it was a fantastic collection. And then literally like the next um Saturday, like the the shutdown started. You know what I mean? And they were <laughs> they were gone for like a year. Like Frankenstein's was shut down for like a year. <clears throat> but I remember telling some other investor types <clears throat> that I know on YouTube, <clears throat> I was telling them, yeah, this guy just bought like a collection for twenty four thousand dollars. And then um, all the other like kind of Wall Street, Wall Street boys, investor types, like, oh, he's fucked. Oh, sorry. I don't think I could cuss. He's effed. You know what I mean? Like, um, <laughs> the, he's all, uh, dude, the economy's going to go down. All the cards are going to be worth nothing. And every, that's what these people were predicting at first, like economic, you know, shutdown, like, dude, we're done. Like, everybody's going to be broke, you know, and, um, so they were telling me like, oh, he's screwed, man. He's screwed. And then for like a week or two, everything was coming down. You know what I mean? Everything in the hobby was coming down because people were just trying to get rid of it. But people were scared to buy it because thinking, I don't know if I'm going to have a job, you know? <laughs> and, um, but yeah, so the, as soon as the, the national came around and he went to go sell his cards, he like, I forgot how much he like because he bought the cards when they were cheap and then he sold them in 2021 when they were like triple quadruple the price. Oh wow. <laughs> oh, he so said he made so crazy so much crazy money off of that, you know? <laughs> you still see this guy? Yeah, he's still there. And he also okay. always he always always sells at the national. Oh, right on. So he did not get divorced, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Because twenty four thousand dollars is a lot of money, man. And to uh, you know, be in depths in water just for that—that's that, kind of crazy. But yeah, you know, who would have saw that coming, right? The card boom like exploding during the shutdown. Yeah, wow, that, was, that was crazy. Because I was still buying cards on on a regular basis. You know, I give myself a budget, and um, for the longest time, even even during the shutdowns, vintage was very much still affordable. In fact, I made a video on that, like. Prices aren't going up for vintage that, you know, that they're, they're kind of, you, you can still find some good deals. And it was funny, like after I made that video, like a month later, two months later, I started paying or I started seeing cards, you know, sell for twice as much. Yeah. And then it exploded, it, it exploded to what it is today, slowly coming down. But for the most part, not really, man. Um, a lot of key cards are not going down, but a lot of the El Bencho stuff, you know, that that's going back down to earth, selling for, you know, what it was, you know, back then. But uh, that was some really interesting times. It really was. It was crazy.
Hey, so do you have um doubles of cards right now? Like from like see with me, you know, um, like I said, I don't throw away like the cards, my extras. So all these are like doubles, basically. You know what I mean? So for me as a collector trying to get it on there, you know, these this is my trade. Every card in here is a double. You know what I mean? Because I already have a completed set in the binder. So that's why I do it. Do you have any like doubles and stuff that someone could give you a list and you know you can see if you have any to sell or trade? Yeah, I, I have very few doubles right now because at the moment I'm set building, right? But I'm doing all sorts of different things on my collections. When you're a set builder, obviously you're gonna come across a lot of doubles, a lot of doubles. Yeah. Okay. My primary is my set building, all right. The first thing I started something new in my collection, which is on my left side, and that's a team binder. Okay, so what I'm doing is every player from the same year, I'm putting them in a pocket page and kind of just doing like a pre 79 type of deal of the same team. So, for example, like the White Sox, you know, the White Sox have been around since like the 1900s. <clears throat> I'm trying to collect cards. So, when I get doubles set building, they're all going to that White Sox, all the White Sox are going to the White Sox. So that I'm I'm set building, you know, a team set as well. So technically, mm -hmm. I'm kind of doing like two two runs of uh, set buildings, yes. you know, if that makes any sense. And then what I'm also doing for the third part is um, player collecting. Okay, like I just recently bought a collection that came with with three uh, Willie Mays cards, right? One went to my sets, one went to my um, my play uh, my my team binder set, and the other one went to my player binder my player binder. So I'm kind of, you know, the doubles that I'm coming across, I'm kind of putting them into use, in which I didn't do that before. Before it was just a, a one-time deal, just a set build. That's it. Any doubles I got, you know, I would, you know, just sell them for other cards that I needed. So <clears throat> right now that I'm in the stage of um, acquiring doubles, um, I have very few right now only because I'm doing three things with them. But I, I, I do have a few doubles right now, yeah. Not a whole lot, though. I, I do have a few of them, yeah. So what other binders do you have? Do you have any miscellaneous binders? Like you have team sets, you have, right? You have all or whatever, uh, you know, you have the base year sets, you have, you know, all this. Do you have any other type of special binder? You know, like some of the guys in the hobby have like 500 home run club, 3000 hit club <laughs> binders and stuff like that. I don't, but do you? Those are very fun binders, by the way. I enjoy everybody who has, you know, theme oh, binders. Yeah, I those, enjoy those, those type of binders, are, but, I, but I don't do fun. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I start off with my set building. That's the first set of binders. That's the ones behind me. And then to my left, I have the uh, the team binders. That's the second thing I'm doing. To my right, on the top, I have um, what, what, what I call the Hall of Fame binders. Um, it's not necessarily players who are in the Hall of Fame, but players who are um, really good players. Like, for example, Ken Boyer is not a Hall of Famer. He's a really good player, though. Yeah. Um, so I have him in my Hall of Fame binders. It's pretty much um, star players and Hall of Famers. That's pretty much what it is. Okay. I also have um, a rookie binder where I keep all my rookie cards in just one binder, just from, from pack opening. Now, that's more of a modern stuff. That's stuff that's uh, 1980s to the present. Okay, on, on those binders, um, 79 and older, you know, they're just going into my Hall of Fame binder, which is pretty much my vintage binders, you know, star players and Hall of Famers. I also have a um, 
I don't have I don't have a name for it, but I just call it the baseball binder. And it's all like the, the shiny <laughs> cards, the, the relics, you know, like um all the cool stuff that you will see like in modern packs, you know, yeah. of, of all players that I enjoyed watching. Um, that's in my baseball binder. I, I don't have a name for that. I just call it the baseball binder because there's a baseball logo. I'm not sure if you guys can see that. The baseball logo. I have uh I just started a funny PC, you know, thanks to some of you guys who uh you know inspired me to do that and it's just cards that are funny funny looking that, that's pretty much it you know funny poses i did start a binder on that and uh my autograph binder i have an autograph binder just something but autographs and then the last binder i have is like the relics all the relics that i pull out from packs i got a binder for that so I, I have like seven or eight different themes now those other ones i'm not going too crazy it's just whenever i pull them from a pack like a, like, like the rookie cards Whenever I pull from the pack or a funny card, whenever I pull from the pack, I'm not out there looking for it. You know, it, it, I want that to come to me. Um, but for, for the most part, I'm, you know, it, it's pretty much all the vintage stuff that I'm looking for. So, yeah, that's my binders. Yeah, majority of mine are straight out uh, base sets, you know, because I got practically from 74 to present in tops completed. You're right, you know, a couple of cards here and there, but all the Donruss, all the Fleer, all the score, you know, the upper decks, you know, not every single year, but yeah. <clears throat> it's crazy to think about, like, you know, all the 80s stuff, most of it, um, I, I completed when I was a kid or just had enough cards. And then when I was putting them in the binders, oh, I'm missing... You know, the, the junk wax era cards, what people like to call them because they suck. Is, uh, the junk wax era was uh, <laughs> easy. <one> <laughs> was easy, uh, was real easy to uh, fulfill. You know what I mean? I could, go, I could go to a shop and if they have a bunch of 80s cards and I have my list, my checklist, like real easy to in person real quick, boom, boom, just pull out all the cards that you need. You know what I mean? All the common cards, you know? Yeah. Um, so and that wasn't hard at all, dude. Uh, complaining all the eighty stuff. You know, I had the the very first uh, set that I completed when I decided, okay, I'm gonna complete all my eighty set that I had as a kid. The last card I needed was an '83 tops Mike Smith, and I bought it for like a buck or two. You know what I mean? I bought it super dirt cheap in a PSA slab. I don't I don't even remember the grade, but. That was the first time I ever bought a slab and I bought it just for the purpose of cracking it out, you know, to put the card in my binder. <laughs> I used to do that, that, by the way. But, you know, I, okay. I'm, actually, I'm actually considering doing that right now, you know, with some of my uh, star players and Hall of Famers from like the later years, you know, late, late 50s, uh, 60s stuff. I want to yeah. crack them out of the case so I could just put them in the binders and, you know, not have to buy that card anymore. So, yeah, I, I used to do that too, man. All right. Yeah, Let's see if we have any questions over here. If anybody has yeah, any questions, I, man, just write them and I'll read them as I go along. Yeah, if I need a card in a slab for my binder, it's coming out. VVV says, make binders great again. I keep all my low-grade vintage and oddball in binders. My Nolan Ryan binders are my favorites. Also, it's truly a great way to sort and look at cards. And I agree. That's why I'm a binder guy because I love looking at my cards. In fact... I'm trying to figure out a way so that I can put some of uh, some graded cards in those in those pocket pages. 
So I'm in the process of probably looking for some four pocket pages that fit pretty much all the graded stuff. I've been tampering with some stuff lately, but um, I'm not satisfied with the results. So I haven't really shared that with you guys. Um, I know that there, there's alternatives, what you can do, but I'm trying to find and figure it out how I can put my graded stuff into binders. So every time I would get a graded card, I can just look through the binders. Cause that's the whole purpose of me having binders. So I can enjoy my cards. I can look you, at them when I want to. You don't have any of those binder pages for the PSA slabs? I don't like them. Um, I did the research on those. They're, they're plastic, right? So you push them in oh, there. No, no. John Mangini has been talking about like a new one that I think he's been getting or something. Um, really I, haven't, I, I haven't came across them, but I did buy some four pocket pages for something else. Um, I'm in the process of, of, of converting some other four pocket pages, and uh, I haven't seen if they work yet. Would uh, they fit in, in those four pocket ones, like the top giant ones? I, I they, they, they do fit in those. The problem with that is if you were to turn that around, they fall off. Oh, okay? yeah. Um, that that's the problem. So that's the problem I, I'm trying to avoid only because I'm I'm moving, you know, my binders back and forth. So what I was doing was I was actually getting some double tape, double sided tape. Um let me see if I can show you guys. Um I bought this tape right here. Okay. This is double sided tape. So what I was doing was pretty much um putting a piece of tape in the back. Obviously, since it's double-sided, it'll, it'll stick to the pocket page. Now, I came across a problem doing that. Um, I had doubles. So what you do when you have doubles is you want to keep them in order, right? That's what I do. I'm that guy. Yeah. So when, when it was time to take out that card, because this is really strong tape, it kind of ruined the pocket page, which means I can't use this because I can't take out the card after that unless I'm ripping it out of the pocket page. Yeah. So... It's it's back to the drawing board, you know. So I'm still trying to figure out how I can, you know, insert these into a binder because this is what I want to see in my binders. I don't want to see them in boxes. I want to see them in binders so I can go through them and then if I buy the the same one or or the same player, I mean, I can have them all put together and then you know just look through them every time I insert, you know, star players of the same. You know what I would so. like to have since they're in since they're if they're already in case like that PSA slabs, have like a roller deck. You know what I mean? A roller deck that holds all those slabs. <laughs> and you could just like go to anyone you want. That'd be sweet. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> all right, let me see. Uh, let's see some, some questions over here. Let, let me give a, a tip to people, too. All right, real quick. Let me see if I can. People are listening. What do you think of my impression of I just put an index card in my binders and keep them in slabs. Okay, I, I can see that. Poor man stack. I can totally see that. Uh, hey, guys. Let me give a binder tip. All right. So binders usually are made to hold 800 cards, right? Normally, I think that's the average. They hold like 800 cards. So if you have a set, like say my 58, that doesn't have 800 cards, you know, it's a lot smaller. If you don't want to damage your cards, you have to add, uh, make up for that space with magazines or just uh, anything that takes up the space. So by doing that, by putting that spacer, you know what I mean? It, it makes sure that it's tight all the time and like 
you see what I mean? Like without the spacer, like it'll cause these to shift and move. You know what I mean? And they'll mess up the edge. Like it'll cause the bottom ones to move. So yeah, that's my tip. Is if your if your um, binders are your binders are for eight hundred, and you don't have eight hundred cards, you got to make up for it with something, because like the older uh, the like the eighty sets, they had seven hundred and what seven hundred ninety two, yeah, cards. So that's eight hundred. You know what I mean? So you don't need magazines for that. It's kind of my thing. Follow it. You have so, any tips? You have any binder tips? What what I do is um, something far different than what you do. <laughs> How you put a magazine? What I do is I put um, extra sheets in the front and in the back, and I just load it up with like some blank, uh, some blank cards. Uh, like some Egyptian five thousand count thread sheets. Yeah. So so um, set building. Um, what I do is I find some some blank cards, you know, like index cards. I'll cut them to size of the baseball card, and then I'll, I'll make a full sheet. Now, this is a real thick one, okay? I'll make a full sheet of it, and I'll put it towards the end of the binder pages and in the front of it. But that's what I do, uh, just to give it an extra thickness, and uh, the cards won't bend as, as well as either, you know, the bottom cards in the corners. So this is what I do. I, I, I get, you know, thick pieces of paper, and I just cut them to the size of cards. And I put them in those nine pocket pages and just add extra pages. That's that's what I do. Otherwise, I'd be buying too many magazines. <laughs> and that's another expense of buying. <laughs> and I don't want to have another expense of having to buy something. All right. So is there any more hey. questions? I think we're good, All man. Right. Um W Vox is asking if you've seen his W Vox is asking if you've seen his his impression of you. W Vogs, yeah, he did a lot of impressions. <laughs> he did a I couple of eight too. I haven't seen it yet. My computer's been down, that's why I haven't made any videos all month. And I finally got it back, so I'll be back to regular content uploading on Monday. But uh, in that whole time, I, I I haven't really seen so many videos because I'm only watching it on my PlayStation. And uh, yeah, I can't really comment on any of that stuff, and I can only watch so much because you know I'm not in my office with no computer. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing with W Vogs. When I seen you, there's a now that I'm a member of the Four Collectors channel. If I happen to <laughs> the last time I went on YouTube was on the Four Collectors channel, I see the comments, the the comments on um, the Four Collectors channel, but it won't let me comment back unless I'm on my, the Pepino channel. Poor man Stack saying that his 1972 binder looks like Pac-Man. <laughs> 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 that's funny what's what's one of your favorite sets that you have in your collection mine i mean i like the i like the 69 and the 58 basically my those are like really the first two that i really really started building and like i said how you come across accidentally all right the 59 tops um there was this one guy on Instagram that was part of my little group. This is way before YouTube. Uh, but he would, um, he started selling, like, he sold the 69 Tops Nolan Ryan, the the 69, like, Johnny Bench, the 69, like, 
little by little, he, every every day, and I was buying them once a week. I'd buy one good card, one good card, and then, like, I bought a lot of them. And then he posted up that he's selling a starter set of sixty nine. So basically, he had the sixty nine tops complete, and he first started selling all the stars for more money. And then once all the stars were gone, he sold all the leftovers. Wow, that's funny. So I ended up buying all the leftovers for dirt cheap. You know what I mean? Because he already made more than his money back easily. You know what I mean? Right. Selling all the stars one by one. Uh, I bought it dirt cheap, and that's how I started collecting the '69. You know. I, just, like, I think the, the 69 was the first set that I completed myself. Again, that's a very simple set. There's nothing crazy in that set. Yeah, the Reggie the Reggie Jackson rookie card, that's a very affordable rookie card. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not like it's, the, uh, it's the, the, the... It's a, Yeah, it's a very affordable. Yeah, the Mickey Mantle, which is his last year Mickey Mantle, which is also very affordable. Um, there's really the no big name cards. Year, Nolan Ryan, you know? Yeah, there, there's really no no big name cards in that set because you know it, it it's 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 weird. It's it's really weird. So it has to be one of the first sets that I completed. So I I do have a soft spot in that '69 set, but you know overall I would say my favorite set would be '52. Something about those cards, man. You know I I just love them. Oh and, yeah. Uh, you know something about those cards, I just love them. Yeah, I have like one or two '52s. I have a couple actually, but yeah. Well, that, that, that's, more than, that's more than I don't the have average enough person. to make love to them every night. <laughs> that's more than the average person, I'll tell you that. Okay, uh, four collectors. What's the most expensive card you guys have in a binder? Wow. <laughs> the most expensive card you have in a binder. I'm about to think about that. Um, a lot of them, a lot of the expensive cards that I have, they're they're pretty much slab. You know, the the Hank Aaron rookie card I have. The uh, Mickey Mantle rookie cards that I have, the, the William Mays rookie cards that I have, I would yeah, probably like have to say, um, wow, I, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I do have a lot of raw Mickey Mantle cards. I'm, I, I would say it would probably be, be those or maybe yeah. the 56 uh, Topps Jackie Robinson in my collection. That's a pretty pricey card. Um, I mean, you think about just any old set, like 58, you know what I mean? There's like... Just That's Ted, Ted Williams. Williams. There's Willie Mays. You know what I mean? Like it, it's it's just crazy. Like you know. So I mean, the Mickey Mantle in here. You know, um, there's so the Robert the Roberto Clemente. There's so many great cards in a vintage set. You know what I mean? It all depends nowadays because of the way price works and slabs. I mean, your most expensive card. It, will probably have more to do with condition than the actual yeah. card itself now. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you can right. have a rookie card in there that's in the, like in a shape of a one, whatever. And you could have a third year card, but it looks like it's a 10. It's gonna, you know, that's just the way it works now. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I, I would say probably the uh, the Jackie Robinson for me, the 56, I had that in my binders, which I shouldn't, like, I guess, right? But I don't, I don't tamper on my binders, so... I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's what I, I I don't get. Like a lot of people say, like, oh, binders ruin your cards. Binders do this. Yeah, like no. none of my binders ever did no. that. I know. You exactly. know? I, think I don't. I don't take my binders to school or work. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they sit there. They don't walk by themselves. <laughs> yeah, so like, I don't understand. Oh, sometimes why people have that opinion. I don't like, know. Man. I, I, I think really it's just part of the hobby. 
I think it's part of the hobby of, of being sold, of getting cards graded, you know, because it wasn't like that before, man. No one cared about PSA or SGC. It was just to get them in the hard case. No one cared about numbers. So, you know, ever since that whole transition happened, you know, it seems like people have a problem seeing star players or heavy hitters in binder pages. So, to each their own, man. To each their own. Yeah. All right, people collector, you guys are my binder, my binder idols. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Binders for life, baby. Yeah, that's what's up. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, I have a '79 Hank Aaron auto in my '79 buyback binder, just hiding it from my wife from the time. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's. It's funny how you have to you have to hide cards from your wife. <laughs> it's like, how does she yes. know how much a player is worth? Just tell her, you know, that you're Mickey Mantle. You bought it for five bucks. How does she know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Mangini's code is three dollars. Every card is three dollars. Oh yeah, there you go. That that works too. <laughs> All right, for collectors, do you penny sleeve before putting cards in your binders? I do that. Okay, um, that's something that I started doing when I um, lived in my other house because I would have like little um, creatures living in, the, in a converted garage so every now and then i will see them in like like paper and cardboard so since baseball cards is pretty much paper and cardboard i wanted to avoid that so i started putting painting sleeves in my pocket pages and um it just stuck with me ever since now now what i'm doing is putting them in the old benchos okay now i'm doing that for a reason because now every time i buy a card and i put it in my set I'm uh, calculating every how much I pay for it, not just the star players and the Hall of Famers. Now I'm calculating pretty much every card that I'm uh, that I'm buying for my sets. So I'm putting them in penny sleeves as well. So when I'm done with that set, I want to know exactly how much I paid for it. And that's something new that I'm doing. So yes, I, I put penny sleeves in my card sets. Yes. No. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't. I just never buy supplies. I, I never buy supplies. I never buy penicillins. I never buy magnets. I don't. I don't. I don't buy supplies. Sorry. I, I just buy I pages and a, binders. I'll tell you this though: if by putting penny sleeves in a team set or a a, a, a set, if you're trying to build it, your binder is going to be extra thick. Just FYI, if you guys consider doing that. That's why I will just do star pairs and Hall of Famers. But right now I'm doing it differently where I'm, I want to calculate how much I pay for a set. That's the only reason why I'm doing it. Otherwise, you know, I, I would go back to the old way of doing it and, and not putting cards in a binder, in a, in a penny sleeve in the binders. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That seems like a lot of work. Well, not really. I like protecting the cards or at least the star players and Hall of Famers. It gives it an extra thickness in the, in the pocket page. That's another reason why i enjoy doing it but um yeah it it, it, it kind of is a lot of work um but you can buy a, a pack of penny seeds for like four bucks three bucks so it doesn't really hurt a whole lot um well, i have actually i have boxes i have like a big box full of penny sleeves and all kinds of protective different stuff that people send me but i never use yeah so yeah that's that's what i do it, it's just another form of collecting i guess you can call it but i like putting price tags in my cards just so i know what i pay for it you know because um from when i started collecting it back in 2008 every time i would buy a card and then i would sell it 
you know, it will sell for more money than what I bought it for. And then when I buy when I would buy it back, I would buy it back for a lot more money than what I would pay. <laughs> so now, you know, it, it got to the point where I, I'm just putting a price tag so I know so I can see the market, you know, going up and down. Just it's just another fun, stupid, you know, way to, to collect. I, I'm all about numbers. We're all about numbers. So. All right. Um, you guys put cards that would grade six, seven. Okay, Hammer755 says, do you guys put cards that would grade out a six or seven in binders or lower end cards? And yes. I put, I will put any card in there, guy. Any card. The thing right, what I right. do, the, well, the thing what quick, I do with my binders is, um, the thing what I do with my binders is, I'll like, let's use Mickey Mantle, for example. I'm going to buy a low grade Mickey Mantle just to fill up that, that, that hole, right? Once I upgrade that Mickey Mantle, it could be Mantle, Maze, Aaron, whoever it is. Once I upgrade that card, then I'll take out the lower grade and I'll put the good one in there. So that's kind of how I do things. What about yeah. you? Same, same, exact same thing with me, even all the way up to modern. And I've heard this before, like, because when I would show like some of my modern collections and say I pull a card that's number to five, number to three, I put that in the binder and place of the base card and a lot of people are like hey that should go on a one touch what are you putting in the binder put the cheap like no i put the the best parallel version whatever you want to call it of that card that that's the same i always put the best looking most expensive card in the binder <laughs> that's funny it seems like a lot of people seems to uh, express their opinions on your on your page uh -huh. <laughs> they think, yeah, but not in a mean-spirited way, but they're like, hey, you know, it's like they're giving me advice, you know, but yeah. I, I, will, I will get them every now and then. I tell people just mind their own business, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't get them too often, though. <laughs> but it seems like you, you get them a lot. Well, All see, right. like, yeah, sometimes I'll hold some expensive cards, like, just with my hands, and you're always going to get those, like, hey, you should have some gloves on, or you shouldn't be touching that card. That should be... You know uh, that should be graded. That's funny. So let's, let's see. If we have any other questions? If uh, anybody has questions, man, I'm I'm reading them right now. Um, see what else? Uh, man. So my question to you is: Where do you see your your set building going from now? Uh, right now is gonna just. I want. I'm. I think I'm gonna start going backwards more again. See, you know, you go through phases where I started getting deep into the 70s. And once I pretty much almost completed the set, because um, I was born in 74. So that's what my collection is now. I'm trying to complete 74 to present, you know, because 74 is my birth year. So that's where I'm at. And, um, and I've been working, I think, a lot more towards the completing the 2021, 22, 23 next year 24 i think i'm gonna reverse that now and concentrate more on the early 70s so it's gonna be tough because it is it just gets more expensive it ain't going backwards and yeah, then knock it out now me, it gets very expensive you know i bought some gaudi cards not that long ago and yeah you know just buying a few of those because you know i could have bought a whole bunch of other stuff to fill in my sets so you know it's just one step at a time that's that's a that's all I got to say, you know, telling people when they want to consider set building, just do it one step at a time, buy that mantle and get that out of the way. <laughs> and so the, yeah, it, it and, might take and, a while. And the thing too is like, man, this is a hobby. You know, this is a sure. hobby. This isn't, 
this isn't going to really affect your life. So give yourself like uh, realistic, realistic goals. Like when I got my um, 58 set starter set, I, I, I gave myself five years because that was just the budget I was living in at the time. And back then it was a lot cheaper, but I gave myself five years to complete it. When five years hit and I just needed a few more cards, I didn't put myself down like, oh, I didn't reach my goal. Who gives a shit? I'll give myself another two years. You know what right. I mean? And But eventually you get it completed. And like, if I would have been a, a hard ass and like, oh, I didn't do it in five years and give up, it would never have gotten done. You know what I mean? Everything will get done, man. It's like, just um, pace yourself, basically. Yeah, I, I would definitely say the same thing. You know, just work at your own pace. You know, it, it, it's never ending, especially for me. I have a whole bunch of vintage sets where vintage is not, it, it's not cheap, you know. So just yeah. work at your own, work on your own pace. It's kind of like a, a thing I, you know, I, I've said before is like, act your wage. You know what I mean? Though, if, if, your budget is here. Don't expect to have a a budget of a collector whose whose budget is up here. You know what I mean? Right. Don't don't put on unrealistic goals, man. You get in trouble yeah, that way. Definitely. Okay, we got a question for collectors. Have you guys cracked out cards to put in binders? Yeah, many. <laughs> my I used to do my, that. My nineteen fifty eight Mickey Mantle. I cracked it out. And I put it on YouTube. So you can look on YouTube for my video when I cracked out a 58 um, Tops Mickey Mantles around Christmas time. But I cracked it out. I uh, cracked out 83 Smith. That was the first card I ever cracked out. I, I mentioned that earlier that I cracked it out to complete my 83 top set. Um, yeah, I've cracked out many, many of cards. I was doing a live stream where I cracked out the 75 Nolan Ryan. To put in my 75 binder you know what i mean and then i had the george brett rookie in a great it was graded and i was gonna crack it out during the live stream to put it in the binder and the commentators talked me out of it like no you don't crack <laughs> that george brett rookie out of the slab so i ended up buying a raw one to put in my binder because that bugged me you know what i mean even if yeah. the set is complete and that spot on the page is empty even though you have the slab at the front it's not the same to me i, I have to fill that spot in i i totally agree with you 100 it's not the same either man i hate seeing that blank spot when you know your, your set's already complete example my 52 i have uh the, the 52 willie mays right but when i complete the low number set i'm looking through the pages and there's, there's that spot it's empty because yeah. i have the 52 graded but all the other cards i i, I do that too you know if i find a nice copy that's authentic or a one i'll crack it out and i'll put that in my binder i have no problem doing that so i i've done that a lot you know with my jackie robinson's i did that with satchel page i did that with mickey mantles so yeah i have well, no problem that, doing that. that that's the thing that um if you don't um shop around like you know buy a lot of cards at the shows you'd realize that um a lot of times it's cheaper to buy a slab that's already been um, graded, say it graded a four, and it's worth 500 bucks, but you're looking at a raw one that you think is gonna grade a three, but the seller's telling you, oh, that'll probably grade a seven. And he's trying to sell it to you for like the price of a PSA seven or six. You know what I mean? 
So yeah. it, stuff like that always happens. So a lot of times it's cheaper uh, to buy one that's been graded already a three because they devalue it. They devaluate it so much. You know what I mean? They value it yeah. so much. Like twos, threes, and ones in vintage. Two threes and ones could look great and get that oh, two yeah. three. You know, oh, yeah. that's not gonna happen in modern. So if you only collect modern, you think of a a vintage one like just blown to shit. You know, blown to bits. Oh my God. That's, yes, that's funny. But uh, yeah, I, I do agree with that. If you're set building, you, you want to, you know, get a mano, a nice looking mano, I highly suggest, you know, authentic one or two. You can find all sorts of great cards, you know, uh, manos, maze, errands, whoever you're looking for, that's some of the high end stuff in a low grade format already graded. And it's a fraction of the price. It's very simple to crack them out of the case. Once you do that, nobody will know it's a one or authentic. <laughs> Trust me, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, the raw so. ones always get a higher eye appeal grade <laughs> than once yeah. you send it in to someone looking at every defect through a loop. You know what I mean? That's yeah. invisible to the naked eye. I'm glad I'm not that guy. Yeah, I just enjoy I, I enjoy collecting for what it is and for what I like to buy. So, you know, I'm not there trying to you know get four sharp corners every uh, every card that I buy. So I'm okay with that. Not every two cards look the same, by the way, when it comes to vintage. So yeah, that's a fact. Oh yeah, definitely. Like yeah, ten cards, man. All ten of them look different. Uh, all right. Any other questions? Wish I would have bought all the Brooks Robinsons uh, before this week. It's all right. It'll, it'll go back down. Trust me. Just, just give it a few months. Always. Yeah. Uh, you can also buy the archives newer version and put it in the set. I found the cheapest archives 1953 YD4 that I have in, uh, in my G's Mikey BCW box. Now, I do have a question on that. Okay. Um, I used to do something like that. Did you ever put reprint cards on your collecting sets? No. Like, like the big name cards? Nope. No. Right. I used to do that. Okay. When I was bidding, like, you know, the 52 through 69, I would get like, um, the Hank Aaron rookie card, I'll get the reprint of it and I will put it in yeah. the slot. But I stopped doing that. You know, I definitely stopped doing that because just knowing that there's a, a reprint card or a fake card in that set, you know, I don't want to fool anybody just in case, you know, you know, um, well, just in case things happen and yeah. someone inherits my cards, you know, I don't I don't want to fool yeah. anybody. So that's that's the only reason why I stopped doing that. That's the only reason why I stopped doing that. I I actually had a a funny experience with that but i'll save that for another day <laughs> all right another question uh for collectors mikey can you pick out an older vintage set binder and show us it up close um i can share with you guys uh the 56 set i'm almost done with that i have like 49 cards left um i can just grab that real quick yeah do it. That. I'm almost done with my 69 set too, by the way. I need like six cards left for that now. It's really crazy. So I'll, I'll just hold this up because um, I don't know how to turn the camera around, <laughs> you know, using this format. But I'll just hold this up. Uh, this is the, uh, the 56 format are you using? Nice. No, I was asking, what floor mat are you using? Well, you said format. Yeah, it, it's a StreamYard. Um, I don't know how to use this, so I'm very new to this. I'm sorry. I'm very new to this. 
I'm not very tech savvy. So this is where I, a lot, I am of, with my a lot of people. A lot of people haven't even seen these types of uh, pages. Yeah, I noticed that. Uh, let me stand up a little bit. Get get up close. See, that's my Jackie Robinson right there. Oops, sicko! Right there. See, I have that there. Enfermo. So th this is what I'm working on right now. I need 49 more cards. It's a really fun, man. It's really fun stepping these. These aren't that expensive. It's just the star players and Hall of Famers that you know get really expensive. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people realize how cheap you can get the common cards in vintage. Yeah. There is a lot of hundred dollar cards in this set, you know, with the Ted Williams, the Hank Aaron, the Sandy Koufax, the Williams. But that's why you give yourself that's why you gave yourself a couple of years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I've been working on this set for nice. like, Campanella. Yeah, there's Campy right here. Yeah, I, I've been working on the set for uh, I think like almost two years now. So I'm Sick almost Eddie done Matthews. It. I love that Eddie Matthews. Look at him knocking down that fool at second base. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Just knock that fool out. <laughs> now the fox right here. So this is probably like my second favorite top set, you know, behind the, the 52. I just love the action shots, you know, the, the action action shots. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, there was something about the Mickey Mantle that it was an old picture. Like, who cares? Yeah. You got Hodges right here. You got Duke Snyder right there. Damn. Tickle Dodgers page. Yeah, so that's pretty much what it looks like. Look at that. Doing a little See, quick pace. And that's, that's one of the things about vintage. Like with modern cards, you know, you could buy a a hobby box, you could buy a mega box, and bust out a bunch of cards at once. You know what I mean? So you kind of, when you put in a binder together, with when, when you buy a big box like that, you right away you fill up a lot of pages. But that was the thing with um vintage cards. Let me say my fifty-eight. I mean, and my sixty-nine cards. Like <laughs> they were so spread out as I was getting them. That every once in a while, when you fill up a page, that was like, yes, you know what I mean? Like, as you're filling it all up, even filling up one page, just like, yeah, you, you know, it's like you get all these victories when you're when you're just in oh, it for the yeah. hobby. You know it's what so I mean? Like, just every time I fill up a page, like, all right, another page got all nine cards in there, you know? I, I agree, man. The, the source of uh, accomplishment, you know? The feeling yeah. of having a full pocket page, and then once once you start seeing two, three, four in a row, you're just like, oh wow, it's it's, it's yeah. getting there. And th that's how I feel with this fifty six because I have I think like six or seven pages in a row that that are filled. Yeah, the feel of accomplishments, man. Hell yeah! All right, poor man stack. Going to do a count on all my sets and see how I'm doing in all my sets. You should, man. You should always keep up to date on uh, how many cards you need in each set because uh, once you start figuring out that you're under a hundred, then it starts to get a uh, party mode. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. So, so do you have any computer gizmos apps that you do your cards? And like me, this is no. still how I do it. I, I still do all my sets on paper. Uh, are you a little bit more advanced? Nope. I'm. I'm right with you, man. I got this thing called the black book. <laughs> <laughs> I got numbers. So yeah. The, the only thing I do is I just print out the numbers because it's a lot easier to print them out than it is to write them. I used to have yeah. write them. 
I used to hand write them until I, I started doing 52 to 79 and I got tired of writing, you know, like 800 numbers. Yeah. So now I, just, now I just go online and just print out a, a, a number sheet and I, I just glued them all into a, you know, to, to this book. Well, see so. with me, well, what's always been my, the way I've done it is once I think I'm at hundred or less than a hundred or 50 around, I write down the numbers. And once I get under 10, that's when I write the names, you know, the last 10 cards I need. Because every card is a number till I get to 10. Once I get to 10, every card has a name. And, you know, you don't want to be left with just the stars. You know, that's a piece of advice. You don't want yeah. your last 10 cards to be all the stars. Yeah. Yeah, it's especially the, the maze and the errands because those aren't, those aren't cheap either, guys. Those aren't cheap either. But I, I do something similar to that too. When when they have like ten cards or less, like how you said, I do write I do write down exactly what cards they are of the players. So I, you know, I'm always looking and often, you know, searching those those cards and see if I can find some sort of like bulk deal or you know, some combined shipping type deal with those cards that are listed from a you know a, a seller. So I I do do that. But um I'm obviously I'm not even there yet. So <laughs> there's a lot of you know, look at there's a lot of empty numbers. So I'm nowhere near there. You know, I'm in that rebuild mode in my collection since, uh, you know, COVID happened. So I say maybe like in two years, you know, my 58s will probably have like 10 numbers, hopefully, you know, or at least under under 100. But since I'm building so many things, I'm not even there yet. I'm just uh, I'm very close with the 56 and 69 and uh, the 52 is they're, they're about like halfway. But everything else, you know, I'm still like, at, you know, 20, 30 percent, everything else. <sighs> okay, uh, Savoy Special 96 says, what's the oldest set both of have both of you have uh, at least tried to attempt to uh, set build? So what's the oldest set you tried to to uh, to build? Uh, the 58. That's the, the oldest one. The 58. Um, I'm kind of set everything, pretty much anything and everything. Uh, from a uh, play ball 39 40 41 i got 33 34 gaudi um i guess you can classify those as some of the set buildings i'm trying to you know set build but i've never gotten well i kind of like the 33 gaudi i got maybe like 60 percent once a long time ago i found a whole bunch of That's them for like two bucks yeah i found a whole bunch of cars for like two bucks but then you know i, I ended up signing them and then now I only have like 10 cards. <laughs> so that's the oldest one I've ever tried to actually work on. But, you know, this was back when the Babe Ruth was cheap and the Lou Gehrig was cheap. Yeah, I, I don't see myself uh, getting that far now because they're, they're pretty pricey. Yeah, see, that's that's the thing about these vintage cards now. Say like just the common cards. The common yeah. cards, it'd be very easy before to find them in boxes like a dollar each, you know, and maybe the high numbers, a couple dollars each. But now every card, when you go to a common box, every card is individually priced. You know what I mean? When before they were all dollar across, you know, they were a dollar across the table. Now it's like people are so much into these comps, like every single card has a different price. Yeah. I know. I kind of wish it, it'd go back to, uh, you know, the 2018, 2019, you know, because anything pre that was, you know, very affordable for anybody wanting to collect. You know, yeah. people that want to set build now, they're just like, oh, it's too expensive. It can be, you know, I, I, I totally understand it can be. But um, yeah, back then it was not, man. That, that's how I have a lot of these, these big these big name cards because, you know, nobody wanted them. 
and nobody yeah, cares for them. There's, and there, then, I think there's certainly so much satisfaction that people don't realize. Like, I don't know, I get so much satisfaction out of completing the set the way I want to do it and stuff. Right. You know, it's dumb. But yeah, definitely that completing the set orgasm by hand <laughs> is way better than completing a set by buying the set. You know, that's a, a quickie. Collector's dream. I put together a 34 Gaudi, but sold it except the, the Gehrig. Crazy, man. Right. That's, That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Poor man stack. I almost got, I, I almost always forget my list every car show I go. And just FYI, I do the same thing. I always forget this. <laughs> so every time I'm there looking for cards, I, I don't know what cards I'm looking for. Yeah. You, you, you <laughs> got to take a picture of all your checklists. Just take yeah. a picture of your checklist and you can look at it while you're there. Especially because on the phone, like you could zoom in, you know. That's funny. Uh, let's see if we have any other questions. Um, I put painter's tape inside the binder cover and write the numbers I need on the tape. And then when I fill it up, the, the tape, I rip it off and it feels good. That, that's a good way of doing it. Painter's tape on the, the card, on the blank page to see uh, who, who goes there. And then just yeah, take them off. When I get down to the last 10 cards I need, I'll put duct tape across my chest hair and I'll write the numbers <laughs> on it. And then when I'm done with the last cards I need, I just rip it off and give myself a line wax job. <laughs> That's funny. It's satisfaction <laughs> right there. Little nipple tascals or what? <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's funny. Little nipple tascals that say Maze and Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the Google is good for that, Eric. Uh, the Google for what? I'm thinking about going to Google Sheets so I can access on my phone. That's another way to do it. These smartphones are very smart, yeah. guys. So take advantage. You know, take advantage. That seems like of that. a lot of work putting it typing works. all that stuff in. I know. I I wouldn't have patience to do that, man. I get tired of doing. I do a lot of paperwork, so I, I get tired of all that. All right. Um, see what else. Any other questions, guys? Uh. We'll give a few more minutes, man, because uh, it's almost that time for me. Yeah, let's get this. All so, right, man. I mean, is there anything else we could talk about binder-wise? I mean, it to me, it's just something I love to do, and I love the way it looks. It's decoration. It's um, uh, I, I love me. I just love um looking at the cards themselves. So oh yeah, anything I'm in a binder, you could just pull it out. Feel it, touch it, kiss it, love it, lick it, smack <laughs> it up, flip it, rub it down. No, no. <laughs> I know, I, I know that feeling, man. Every time I walk into my card room, you know, it just gives me that satisfaction. Uh, just looking at my binders and all the uh, the character I, I threw on it. Um, I actually have a binder update, you know, on my channel. Um, I'll give you a little sneak peek. Let me turn this way. But if you look at my top labels, I kind of started converting all that. But um, I don't want to give too much away because, you know, I kind of want to do a little special video on that. But, um, Umbrella Tops! Said again? Said Umbrella Tops! Yeah, the Umbrella Tops, yeah. All right, uh, four collectors, who's the biggest vintage binder collector on YouTube? Who do you think the biggest vintage binder collection on YouTube is? Ah, oh, man, it's either between Cardboard Teacher and um oh man i can't remember i forgetting that other guy's name oh 
Yeah, but there's two old school guys. Shoot, man, their their stuff blew ours away easily. Yeah. Easily. Cardboard teacher had an amazing, amazing collection. A full. And his were wall. all the same. His were all yeah. the same binders. His is like the way you like it. Yeah, but his wall was like three times as big as mine because he yeah. had a big house. And he had and a he top had to bottom. Section. He yeah. had a top to bottom. Yeah, I remember his, his channel, man. Check out Cardboard Teacher, man. And I can't believe I can't remember the other guy's name. Um, but yeah, I remember him making a video buying the 52 tops to um, what's his name? He's the other card collector. Um, something to do with Philadelphia, I think, too. Oh, uh, oh Matt, I can't remember right now. Uh, Matt, um, his name, his name was Matt. Um, uh, I can't remember his name. Uh, shit, Matt, 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 Matt. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> That dude from he kept on moving from side of state. Yeah, but yeah, I I know what you're talking about, Matt. Um, Matt something. <laughs> I forgot his name. God damn. Yeah, me too. Well, it's what happens when you haven't seen they don't they don't post a video in a while. Yep, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. All right, do you guys use any type of apps to look up cards values like center stage? I don't. No, I don't do that either. I, I never I don't know what prices are. Even when yeah, I'm buying a card, I don't even look it up. I just buy it if I think it's worth it to me. Yeah, I, I don't do that because I'm often looking at card pro, um, for for cards that I kind of know what they're what they're selling for already. So I don't need a I don't need a nap to tell me what they're going for because I'm always looking for vintage stuff. So I kind of already have a ballpark figure of what what they're going for. So yeah, I, I don't do that. Decans cardboard. You two have a pretty big binder game, though. Yeah, I think yours is bigger than mine, though. You actually have two walls, you know, two walls. I I don't. I could never find out exactly which way I'm supposed to work this. <laughs> it's always the opposite way. All right. Well, I guess that's it then um all right shit i guess, thanks, that's, that, I guess that's it thanks so, for doing this with me thanks for joining man that was a quick hour and a half um i could keep talking but i, I know i gotta go to work too. tomorrow morning <laughs> me too I, I, gotta I, I gotta call it <laughs> so thank you for having me man that that was really fun we should do it again you know this channel my channel your channel doesn't matter it, it, it's always fun talking baseball cards and uh binders and you know showing a thing or two and sharing our experiences you know with everybody because i get a lot of questions i'm sure you get a lot of questions you know regarding yeah. center building and binder actions so tons of fun you know thank you for having me on that one man all right man thanks for joining us hey hey guys this is the four collectors four collectors channel see ya adios bye bye